This episode of First Up has been modified from its original broadcast to best accommodate to your liking here in podcast form. Be sure to save the URL to each episode page via cfmu.ca slash shows slash 159 within eight weeks after an episode's air date for full show playlists and songs. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy today's content. Have a good one. Good morning. This is the first wake-up call here on 93.3 CFMU for First Up. My name is Joe Maher, here to be with you for the next 90 minutes on today's program. And in case you're wondering why you don't hear any background audio, well, I've sort of done it intentionally. And the reason for that is because we have a special episode today. It's a milestone celebration. And that milestone is the show's third anniversary. In other words, we're here starting our fourth year on the air at CFMU. An exciting time, absolutely. So I look forward to sharing this content with you, which is going to be split into not just one episode, but a series of them. And this episode is here to kick all of that off. Okay, you know what? Maybe I should get some background music in back. Give me just a minute. Anyways, where was I? So today, we have a special guest who is no stranger to First Up. Actually, to CFMU, really, maybe a stranger to First Up. And the reason I say that is because I've had this guest on before, but the last time and the first time I had this guest on was back in 2018. Four years ago now today, which is crazy to think about. Anyways, this guest is significant because they are the first and to date the only guest have been able to do a live performance on any of my shows, and this is from when I began back in 2016. At this time, though, I actually was not on a show. It was in between my previous show, which I was more or less wrapping up due to starting my internship, and that show was called The Morning New Teen, or The Morning New Teen Hour, or some variant of that that you may have heard at the time, and well before the start of this show, First Up, which would have been about a year later. At the time, I was still very much experimenting and doing a lot of trial and error on how to get a show formatted very well, how to get all the audio together, how even to do an interview. I had done them before, but never really to the level that I had been doing on the first few interviews that I did before this guest. And you can clearly tell in this particular interview that I'll be sharing with you, which is part of the surprise of today's episode, how inexperienced I was with audio editing. So basically, long story short, this episode is going to be not just one interview, but two. The one that you're going to be hearing, which was the latest, and I will be sharing with you in a bit, but also the first interview, just to kind of help give you a little bit of context. And I think this might be an excellent way to be able to do that. So without further ado, I should introduce the guest by name. And this guest's name is Christy Hagerman a Toronto-based singer-songwriter originally from Ottawa, but one who has been very, very busy with getting this album together. The latest album is called Right, and it's been six years in the making. But don't let that number fool you, or don't let that number mislead you. There have been so many interesting stories to be told. I'm sure that if you ever ask Christy herself, she'll have a lot to tell you about the album. So today's episode is Everything Christy Hagerman, another one of these great solo features, which is kind of fun. So we're going to get things started by starting with the original interview. But let me give you an idea about just how rocky this interview began. When I first started the audio with this, I wasn't carefully checking the control board. And so what you're about to hear is 
what began of the original edition of this live performance, this very first live performance I was ever going to do in the studio. And I never paid attention to the audio until I listened back and realized something had gone amiss. See if you can figure out what it is. Listen to this first draft. This is something that was never released before, but I decided, you know what, it's too funny not to share, so here it is now. Well, uh, there's nothing more I could really say, except I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from Christy Hagerman, who's in today. And yeah, just whenever you're ready, go on ahead. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure to have you. (laughs) (laughs) It's really really fun to be here. Oh, for sure. Think you have an idea of what it was? Basically, if you listen very closely, you'll notice that you only hear mostly me and maybe just this voice of the distant voice of somebody in the background. That would be Christy. And I did not realize that her mic was off, hence the soft sound, until after the first performance. Midway through it, I noticed that her needle wasn't moving on the meters that were monitoring how loud her mic input was. And I looked over there. And my heart sank when I saw that there was nothing. I thought that either her mic was dead or something was wrong with the system. But then I looked at the control board and realized, oh dear, I forgot to turn her mic on. Mine was on, but hers was not. This was going to be a one-sided conversation had I not caught it later on. So sure enough, we managed to do a second recording. Poor Christy had to do another version of the song, but still, it was beautiful in both takes. You can take my word for it. But I can also definitely assure you that that take went much, much better. And then came the interview. A very interesting conversation. When I listen back to this, I almost can hear the transition between me from the old show and me from the first episode of First Start recorded back in December of 2019. Really a very staggering difference. It's always funny whenever I look back at some of these old clips, especially because when I first started in 2016, I sounded obnoxiously loud. Here I could tell I was starting to tone down, and at the time I thought I was doing a lot better, but I could still kind of hear it now, a little bit of that aggression, so to speak. But anyways, I might still have it now, and I probably don't realize it, but maybe I won't until maybe about five years from now. But anyways, that's aside from the point. Let me share with you this first conversation with Christy, which has been shared before, but I decided to revisit the conversation in case there were some details that may have been missed out when I first edited the interview. And so, here is the result. But first, let me throw you another surprise, and that is the original live recording back in 2018. I'll probably play the original song at some point later on the show today as well, but I hope you enjoy this first part of a multi-part series of our third anniversary here on CFMU, and good wishes for the start of our fourth year ahead. Here's Christy Hagerman, in studio, 2018, with a song called Prisoner. Yeah. 
Cause I love you so much, baby I hate it so much that I love it so much You're the only one who could call my bluff I hate you so much cause I love you so much, baby There's no denying it Cause I'm a prisoner You know there's no denying it Oh, I play my part so well that you think I'm fighting it I let go of my fears I dry up on my tears Cause I know that this could be love I'm a prisoner You know there's no way denying it Cause I'm a prisoner You know there's no way denying it Oh, I play my part so well that you think I'm fighting it My fears, I dry up on my tears Cause I know that this could be love I am a prisoner You know there's no denying it I just can't get enough Can't get enough Can't get enough Can't get enough I just can't get enough Can't get enough Can't get enough Can't get enough I just can't get enough Enough I can't get enough I can't get I just can't get enough Hi, this is Ellen Doty, and you're listening to CFMU 93.3 FM. Welcome back to the program here on CFMU. This is First Up once again, and my name is Jomar once again. Today we have a special episode, in case you've just joined, related to our third anniversary. That's right. In other words, this is the start of our fourth year on the air. And today... I decided to celebrate by introducing an old guest, a good friend, somebody who I haven't had on since 2018. What you just heard before the little break was the acoustic rendition of one of her first singles, Prisoner. This is Christy Hagerman, by the way. And what you're going to hear now is the interview that followed. This is the first interview back from 2018 and the one that will lead into the latest interview six years later and one that I'm sure you're not going to want to miss. So, here I am, 
in 2018 in conversation with Christy Hagerman. Hope you enjoy this and the next song that will follow. So there you go. You just heard a great selection from Christy Hagerman. That was called Prisoner. So Christy, that was a wonderful performance, first off. You Thank know. you so much. Yeah. <laughs> just And it thrilled me once again, you know, for the first time to be able to do this in the studio. It was just, just wonderful. And, you know, to, and I guess it was, it's pretty exciting that you're the first one to do it, too. I'm so, really grateful to be a part of that yeah, with you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah, you're that'll welcome. be good. And thank now, you. well, uh, probably just to get to know a little more about you, Chrissy, tell us a bit about yourself, actually. Well, uh, you know, I'm a young singer-songwriter. I'm originally from Ottawa, but I moved to Toronto a couple years ago to go to school for audio, actually. So I'm an audio engineer, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> so it's fun being in the, the producer studio here. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I did an internship with Oak Recording Studio after my year in audio. Um, and then... There's so much that happened over that course of time, but basically now I'm working in music full-time as an artist. I'm working with an independent label out of Oak Recording Studio called Our Audio Kin Records and playing a lot of shows. I just love music. I just want to sing it all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned production. You can actually thank Chrissy for some of the, uh, some of the uh, contribution to the audio levels <laughs> that we have in this conversation right now. Anytime. I'm here for you. <laughs> But yeah, you you mentioned you were with uh, Oak Recording Studio. That was so you mentioned it was an internship with them, right? And yeah. So it's kind of a funny story, but it just happened really organically. Um, okay. During my internship, I was there learning like sort of like a continuing education of what mm. I learned in school. So I was doing some back end stuff like tuning, editing, right. mixing in the studio, and just really getting my hands wet um, or hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was like two different things at the same time. But yeah, so that was great. And then at the end of the internship. Um, Damon, who's the owner of Oak and the lead producer there, um, we worked really closely together during my internship, and I would consider him to be like a mentor. And um, yeah, at the end of the internship, he was like, why don't we make a song together sort of as like a thank you? Um, So we made Kiss Me Like You Mean It. And then, yeah, so we made that. And then after that, it was sort of like, okay, let's really do this. Let's form a partnership and, um, you know, make an album and put some shows together and so that's sort of how it all started was that one song that is really <laughs> cool yeah so that's an interesting backstory to it and now you also have the music video for that and that was yes. from before that must have been a fun time when you were working on that eh? yeah i mean it was awesome we made the video in the distillery district in yeah. toronto so it's sort of one of those iconic historical places in toronto and i i really love it so yeah it turned out really cool it, it was my first I guess, like, first real music video that I've ever been a part of. So I feel like I learned a lot, (laughs) you know, from that. No, and it's funny because also being so local here, you know, you see it and you'll think, oh, I recognize that place. That's a distillery. And then then you're prisoner for spoilers, though, for people who haven't seen it. It's actually (laughs) one of the TTC subway stations, right? Yes, it is. It's in one of the subway stations. (laughs) That's right. And it's like, it's funny, you know, just passing through, you think, you know, oh, I remember somebody actually shot a video here. Yeah. (laughs) You're passing through, you can be like, Christy was here. Yeah. Just Tell cool. me a little bit more about your time when you were still in Ottawa. So you came to Toronto, I think you said you were doing, um, uh, when you when you're taking up your studies. But then how yeah. was your time in Ottawa? Sort of, did you do yeah. music-related things back then? Um, so much. So, I mean, I lived in Ottawa from the time I was seven. The Seven years before that, I lived in, like, Hull, Quebec. Which oh. is, I feel like, I don't remember that part of my life. I was too young. <laughs> so I, I consider, like, I grew up in Ottawa. But, um, yeah, like, I would sing in church um, from a really young age. I think from, like, 10 years old or something, I was playing piano and singing in church every Sunday. Oh, cool. And I really had the opportunity there to grow 
because um, I guess like the people who were part of that church like gave me an opportunity to try and fail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, you know, like I could play the song or I could like play the songs and I wasn't that good at the beginning, but over time right. I got to grow. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah over time um, I had the opportunity to like sing at weddings and I was a part of um, like musical competitions and stuff like that in Ottawa. And uh, I taught piano from a young age too. It's so crazy. It's like my oh, yeah. neighbor was like, hey, do you want to teach my daughter piano? And I was like 13 or something. Or <laughs> I was like 11 and I was like sure but like now looking back I'm like I like I respect that because like I probably wouldn't let an 11 year old near like my daughter if I had a daughter you know be like no way you're not teaching her piano like you know maybe you should have come over I was looking for somebody for like at least the first few years of my life trying to learn how to play piano you know so yeah I know because for me I actually had my the the, uh, great um, honor of my grandfather teaching me how to play because my parents were always looking for ways to get me to take any formal you know RCM sort of or like formal piano lessons yeah Right, but we never could because there wasn't much time, and our sort of situation was a little bit tricky because nobody could take me to these piano lessons. Right, so totally. I just basically went off of basic theory, and then after my grandfather passed away almost over ten years ago now, then I had to just continue on myself. You know, wow, yeah. But since I've you. just been, so it's basically <laughs> just been by ear mostly, and that's sort of what I've been going. That's off, so hopefully. valuable, though. So, yeah. yeah, like I feel like um, music is really one of those things where you kind of need a bit of both. Like yeah. the RCM is really great for theory, but then oh, you yeah. get people who go really far in like you know practical piano or whatever and then they can't play in a band because they don't have much of an ear for it yet you know what i mean like i feel like it's it's sort of those two different sides if you can merge them together you get the best result do you think you take yourself as a by-ear person um i don't know like (laughs) somewhat (laughs) i'm sort of in the middle i do have a little bit of um like classical training but not tons so yeah i guess i'm sort of a in the middle yeah no that's pretty good i guess like for me i was really lucky growing up because i was homeschooled actually all the way through grade 12 so thanks mom and dad you guys are the best um because what it meant was i had time to do all these other things i wanted to do so i was a part of like musical theater again i was like playing in church and going to practices and i was like so i feel like i had the opportunity to have a lot of like in quotes, informal yeah, training. But sure. to me, that was like really valuable because it was like I was up in front of people all the time mm-hmm. playing, which is really, as a musician, really as an artist, especially sure. in Toronto, like you have to be playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so I think mm-hmm. that was a great groundwork for me before yeah. coming here. It's interesting. And it comes to show that I think if you really wanted to try and get into music, it doesn't matter if you're in school or out of school now. Totally. Because since you, yeah, you mentioned, because I've seen the side where it's, at school because in my in my during my time with high school I was very actively involved in our music program too so my sort of background is more of a jazz type Mm -hmm. in terms of because you know we had jazz band and I was a trombone player there we were doing a lot of things and I think my sense of of just just musical knowledge just kind of grew from that not just from formal things like theory but even just getting exposed to all these songs, you know, and listening to for little things here and there. And then eventually, yeah, it's like it, it helps develop your ear too, I think. So totally. no matter where you are, whether you're in school or out of school, it's <laughs> like it just comes to show that music just comes to you in any way, shape or form. So yeah. it's quite interesting in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, it's pretty early to tell, though, if you do, if you um, for anything related to your songwriting processes and whatnot, because I know you mentioned you kind of just co- uh, did, sort of like did a little 
collaboration sort of with your uh, uh, with the folks at uh, the Oak Recording Studio yeah. for the first song. So like most of those songs um, on the record that I'm working on right now, like Kiss Me Like You Mean It, I wrote and yeah. then it was arranged at Oak. Okay. So that is my songwriting. Mm-hmm. And then Prisoner is kind of fun because I wrote that one a long time ago as a teenager. Oh, and then we were like looking for, you know, bits and pieces to inspire mm. You know, for sure. songs in yeah, the studio yeah. and trying to figure out like what's the, what what are the best songs to record. So we took we like left in certain elements and then we like rewrote the verses and some of the chorus and stuff in the studio. So oh, cool. I guess it's it's definitely a co-writing effort. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like the original hooks and ideas. Um, for the most part on that album, come from me. That's pretty um, cool. And, and yours is, is sort of like a mixture of song writing lyrics and also sort of arranging the instrumentation, or you're more yeah. of a lyrics person? Um, I don't know. I guess both. Like, I've always been the most comfortable holding an instrument. <laughs> so I think, like, whenever I write music, I mean, it depends on the song, but, like, yeah, it's kind of both for me. Yeah. Now let's start talking about, you were recently actually on tour. There were a couple of tours. Now I remember because I last saw you actually when you were on that Starbucks coffee tour. It was one of the uh, restaurants, and one of the places in Toronto. Yes. Now how did that go? Because I I just want, just out of curiosity, I wanted to know how that went actually from the rest of the way there. How was it? It was great. So we've done... So far, and we meaning myself working with Oak Recording Studio and Ardy Okin. So once I got signed last summer, um, I started putting together a coffee shop tour in like a mom and pop coffee shop type of thing. (laughs) That totally rhymed. I didn't mean it to. (laughs) Mom Um, and pop coffee shop. Yeah, it sounds so good. I love it. I love it. We should write a song. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'm giving you some inspiration right now for your next one, or even we'll just open up a shop somewhere. That's where you'll (laughs) it'll be like the designated Christy Hagrin Performing Center. You know, I love it. That'd be pretty funny. In any case, no, that's funny. (laughs) Um, In any case, um, yeah, so I put together like a 24-show coffee shop tour in independent coffee shops all over Toronto and had, I booked a different opening act for every show. So that was sort of the template. And for me, that's my favorite part of all of that is just getting to meet and getting to, you know, look for new artists in Toronto who are playing singer songwriters. Like there's so many really talented people here. Oh yeah. So it's been awesome for me to have the chance to, you know, give people that I've met who are awesome Mm -hmm. a place to play. For sure. Um, So yeah, so um, we approach approached Starbucks at the beginning of the year in Toronto um, initially and uh, yeah we're like let's sort of take the same template and do it again in Starbucks because you know Starbucks would be sort of like a level up for us and they're always packed which is awesome and Starbucks is such a great company I've really had a great experience um, Mm -hmm. working with the people that I've met so yeah so we put together 20 shows and we played or I guess I say we but I played them with like the openers you know (laughs) Um, um, like we, like I'm not a we, I'm I'm an I, you know, (laughs) like I don't know what I'm talking about, but, but yeah, um, we put together 20 shows and I played 20 shows in uh, February, March, and then we sort of did it again, but we did, this time we did 10 more in Toronto and 10 in Ottawa, which is my hometown, which is awesome. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And that went really, really great. Um, again, like striving to have, you know, striving to book new artists at every show is definitely a challenge. It's oh, a lot yeah. of work, but for like sure. it really makes it awesome for me because it's like I get to attend yeah. the sh- like I got to attend like sixty four shows of like other people's music. <laughs> like it was that, dope. that's true. That's true because you, <laughs> you, you you're performing and at the same time you're actually watching someone else. So it's yeah. like it's not every day you get to see that happening or be able to do that. Totally. You know, and it makes you almost think of it's like an alternate version of radio because you're letting people go and perform. You know, yeah. instead of here we spin people's records and we play 
play their songs and everybody submit things, but yours, it's like you get to see them live, you know, and totally. just let them let them have that opportunity to perform. And what better than to do it in a place where there's like, there are multiple Starbucks. So it's like, you don't have yeah. to go to one specific location, you know, one venue to totally. catch people. It's like, people can just find it wherever you went to people's, yeah. local, people's local neighborhoods. And, and that's, stuff what, like that. that's what we really want to do. The reason why we did a coffee shop tour, the reason why we're doing it that way instead of going to the bar scene is mm-hmm. because there's no competition so like first of all like i don't have to compete against anyone else to Mm -hmm. do that because no one else is doing that that's right um and then also um instead of yeah instead of like trying to convince all my friends to come out to a show Mm -hmm. you know like begging them all to pay 15 dollars at the door whatever it is you know like i'm like consider that that i moved to triana sort of recently in the last couple of years so i'm building a fan base from scratch so doing that like going into the coffee shops and meeting people where they are Mm -hmm. you know like there are tons of people who frequent coffee shops and they love coffee and they love like that chill space and like they're not necessarily the same people who like have time to go out and about at Mm -hmm. night you know so it's like meeting new people and uh, building a fan base from scratch there and yeah it's been really great um i've also been able to um i've been pre-selling i guess like my record package since the beginning of all of this so that's been really great too Mm -hmm. um so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think about it now, and it's almost like you're taking something commonplace, just people going to a coffee shop and just taking their usual whatever it may be, and then just being able to get, you know, get 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 a free performance and just watch and be, and for you to be able to get Why to network not? and you know, know. to get to know any people. <laughs> yeah. That's an actual, that, that actually is a wonderful idea. Thanks. Yeah. So that was, must have yeah. a wonderful time. And then you also had um, your tour for uh, for Prisoner recently too, didn't you? Yes. So the coffee shop tour, like the, the most recent um, Starbucks tour was Prisoner. Yes. And then we also have been doing some bar shows. That was, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So most recently we did do um, a couple of bar shows in Toronto and we do have some more stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll be announced uh, soon enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I just want to keep playing and and meeting more people and, oh, yeah. and doing what we've been doing because I find it's really been working. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, considering where I was a year ago to where I am now, you know, like the other thing that um, happened this year, which was super crazy, is I'm the official ad model for Oak Recording Studio oh, wow. right now, which is like so cool. Like there I never go. thought I would be able to say I was a model, <laughs> but like that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. So that means that I was on a billboard on like Queen East this year for like three months, which oh, cool. is super crazy. My parents came to Toronto and they're like taking pictures and like it was, it was awesome, you know. And, that's always uh, a fun experience. Yeah, so like outdoor advertising and then also on the TTC my face is on all of the Oak Recording Studio ads I think there's like 200 of them up oh over my, the city yeah. right now so over the city it's kind of surreal like sometimes I got on the bus I'm like Are, is someone gonna notice yeah. like, that it's me like <laughs> I was gonna say you know I wonder how I wonder how that experience is like just seeing yourself on a billboard or one of the, the one of those ads on the subway yeah thing, it's kind of cool it is, you know, there's been like... so many there's been so many of my friends who like like I don't know like they took a picture they're like is this you like, <laughs> yeah it's me <laughs> Like, you know, yeah, it's totally me. Oh, that's so wonderful. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to, you know, be able to do some cross-promotion with Oak because I think it's really serving both of us. And, yeah, and yeah I'm, I'm just grateful to, to Damon and the team at Oak for, you know, um, giving me a space to grow yeah. and challenging me to book more shows and really do this. 
That's absolutely wonderful. Now, when you are not doing anything musically, do you have any particular <laughs> hobbies or interests you oh take gosh, up perhaps? Oh my gosh, don't ask me that. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Prepare. You know what? <laughs> like, I'm such a workaholic. Like, I'm, okay, I'm not, like, I do enjoy, like, spending time outside yeah. and, like, you know, but most of my time these days, like, I'm recording, I'm in the studio working on my album. It's like, if I'm not doing something musical, I'm probably at home resting, <laughs> you know? So, so I don't know. But at the same time, um, when I was in Ottawa, you know, I got the chance to hang out with family, which oh, yeah. is awesome. And I'm always like, I love the outdoors. Oh, I yeah. kind of want to go camping more. <laughs> That's a thing that, but all of my hobbies are going to be like, mm-hmm. I want to do this as opposed oh, to like, I actually I, I, do I have or am doing them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't really do like, you know, everything I do is like music. So right, I'm one of those right. crazy people. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I count myself very lucky to be working pretty much full time yeah. on the thing that I've always wanted to do. You know, not a lot of people can say that. That's right. That's so right. I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. And to be where you are now, it's just, it's, it's actually quite remarkable. I tell you. So it, thank you. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could count sleep, you know, as, as a hobby. I love perhaps. sleeping, but like, <laughs> I don't do enough of it, you know? <laughs> see, I could, I think a lot of us, we could very well say the same, yeah. you know? I'm trying yeah. to get up for, I'm, I'm getting up at five in the morning to be able to, to do my thing oh Monday my to goodness. Friday. Cause it's a, cause like I, I spend at least, I think, um, in the morning at least, I, I, I spend at least an hour commuting over to my co-op yeah. every, every day. So from Monday to Friday and then the same thing, actually, if not more going back, because traffic just becomes an, an insanity oh at the end of the day. People just imagine. going nuts, just trying to drive home, you know, get yeah. home, scrambling onto the bus, that sort of thing. So, Well, hopefully know. they are on the bus because then they'll well, see my ad, yeah. you know? <laughs> there you go. Great. You know, there's a, there's a good reason to go and take transit. Yeah, not only go is it good take for the, the TTC. It's Not better. only is it good for the environment, <laughs> it's good for you to get to see Chrissy Hagerman exactly. and all of her things and the folks at Oak Recording Studio because I think That's it's awesome. just an, as a wonderful time to plug them in here too. <laughs> You know, so that's really good. Anyways, there, before we do conclude, is there anything you want to probably plug in? Because now I you, mean, you did release you, <laughs> not, the thing I know you've got right now is actually your EP, which is left. Yes, right. So that is out. I want to talk about the pre-order package. Yeah, go on um, ahead, go you on can ahead. buy it in person at the show for twenty bucks, or online for thirty, including shipping anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, in person for twenty bucks, you get two different albums and a T-shirt. So basically, you get the left EP physical format. Um, I will be sending you the right album when it comes out via mp3 so mm-hmm. um yeah that's like i'm so excited so oh, that's yeah. don't worry about me uh, i'm just so <laughs> excited for that and then you also get an oak recording studio t-shirt which of course um i'm partnering with them so yeah, yeah sure. i think it's a pretty pretty good deal it is so you should and i will <laughs> I, mean, I can i can be the first testament because when i went to your show uh yeah. that time and and i think it was in may or june it was in june i think that one show i went to yeah i went and took the package you, so you i will tell it, you it so. is it is definitely worth it so go ahead Amazing. and go ahead and uh take a look into it as well and uh Right is coming out pretty soon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're, we're getting imagine. it finished up. If you want to stay updated, head over to my website at www.christyhagerman.com, and I'm mm-hmm. going to spell it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name, Christy Hagerman, K-R-I-S-T-Y-H-A-G-E-R-M-A-N.com. You, um, you can find the pre-order button right there. You can find <laughs> the two music videos that are, that are already out, mm-hmm. um, the first singles from the album, and links to all my socials. And uh, yeah, go check it out. Follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. I want to be your friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Uh, so yeah, you can. I mean, uh, what else is? There? Are you? Are you? Have you got any more performances or things coming up? Yeah, there's gonna be stuff getting announced uh, really shortly. So yeah, okay. if you head on over to the Instagram and follow along there, um, I'm always talking about what's going on, keeping people updated, and um, yeah, and we do some fun. Fun little stories like behind the scenes and oh, that's kind of working cool. on some other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. So go ahead and uh, don't forget to check out Christy Hagerman on her website as she spelled out for you there too. <laughs> Literally spelled out yes, for I you did. too, just <laughs> completely. And check out her music. Left is out. Right is on its way out. Yeah. And uh, for performances and all that. But yeah, Christy, thank you so much for being in the studio today. Thanks again. This is a celebration of three. Or four, depending on how you look at it. This is First Up on 93.3 CFMU. Well, good morning. Second wake-up call time here on First Up for 93.3 CFMU. Jomar once again, and we're looking forward to catching up with the rest of this special episode, which is our third anniversary here at CFMU, or the start of the fourth year, as we've continually called it as well. Anyways, back to our special guest and some special programming throughout the course of today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed and stick around for the entirety. We've got a good conversation coming right up. I'll catch you in just a bit. So you've just heard from Christy Hagerman and me in conversation back in 2018. And now for the remainder of today's show, we're going to have a couple of things. First, some music, and then the actual conversation of late. This is a recent conversation that I had, by the way, with Christy, and we sort of very briefly touched upon this last interview, but I decided that for the content of this interview, I'd sort of call it a catch-up chat with Christy and talk a little more about what's been of late and what has been going on with the recent release of the album. So all the basic information is now out of the way with that first conversation, and so we're now diving into some deeper content, if you want to call it that. But before we get to that conversation, I figured I should probably share some of the music off of this album. Here's the song that's called My Phone. And listen closely because you might hear this title later on in the interview today. Hope you enjoy it. Rolled out of bed today. Same time as yesterday. Pulled out my phone to see you hit me back. Nothing new from anyone. Just give me something fun. I'll post a pic and see you hit me back. Forget to check my phone. Forget to check my phone. Oh, forget to check my phone. Forget to check my. Forget to check my. Forget to check my phone. Got out of bed today, better than yesterday. Picked up my phone. To
make me forget my phone Forget to check my phone You, 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 you You make me forget to, forget to check my phone You make me forget to, forget to check my phone Forget to check my phone So, my guest today is actually an old friend and somebody who I haven't had in a while, but now she gets to be on this version of the show first up and uh, has released a new album called Right after, I guess, I'd say it's been a six-year process, if I remember correctly, and so we're going to get to hear a little bit about the process and just a bit more about uh, this artist herself, and it is my pleasure to introduce to you Christy Hagerman. Christy, my goodness, it's been, I was telling you just before the interview, about four years, I think, since the first and the last conversation we've had <laughs> yes, it's on been, Radio Forum. It's been a long time, and I just want to say thank you so much for having me back. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's been, I mean, four years is so much time for so much to pass by and, you know, to catch up. So I figured this would be the perfect opportunity to catch up, actually. So um, how have you been, first off? I mean, <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just do away with everything and just start there. I feel like that's such a big question, especially given the, the past couple of years. I think right. I could safely say that I'm doing well. Um, I feel like there's been so much growth, <laughs> both personally and musically over the past couple of years. So I'm doing well. I, I feel like I'm, you know, just starting to kind of get outside my shell, my shell a little bit more, try to reconnect with some people I haven't seen in a while. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I feel like I'm sort of waking back up after an extended sleep, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? Pretty good. I mean, uh, for me, it's been more one of those things where, yeah, it's like it's, it's strange where every day for, there was a point because of being home so much that every day almost seemed like it was the exact same mm. day. It's like one day in the week and it never changes. It always felt like a Sunday or it always felt like Saturday. Yeah. Now, as exciting or as, as nice as that may sound. Uh, it does get to you after a certain point. We're going, <laughs> gee, there's this is this is the same Saturday I'm living out, even though it's like a Monday or a different day in the week. But um, it definitely was just all blur. Like every single day was a blur, even between holidays and days off or regular days. And um, for me, it was uh, my last couple of years in class, so it was sort of trying to just navigate out of it. I mean, to me, it wasn't too bad, but. I also kind of wanted to get out of the house and meet friends, you know, and to actually see these people in person, totally. which was strange. And it's something that I never really thought about before the pandemic, because that was the norm throughout that time. You, you'd go to class, you'd be out of town somewhere and kind of experiencing, in my case, it was Hamilton because it was at McMaster where CFMU is located. So, uh, and then now, you know, being at home, I see these people and I'm like, you know, I, I've seen these people in person. But I kind of have this feeling of wanting to either whether collaborate on a project in person or to do stuff like that. So mm. luckily, towards the end of my 
program, which was about a year, I think, a year and a half out of the when the start of the pandemic uh, was declared, we did start to reintroduce some of that in-person stuff. So it was mostly just kind of collaborative experiences. So it was kind of nice that way. But before that, honestly, um, it was really just trying to just stay hopeful, you know, and uh, not think too much about the repetitiveness or the monotony of my day-to-day life or anything like that. Now, obviously, I had better not take my being able to be at home with family for granted mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, you know. But you know what? I've been good overall, and uh, this is just one of the great ways to as you said, almost wake up a little bit. Yeah, for <laughs> out sure. Of that, out of that quarantine pandemic slumber, which I'm still constantly, I guess, just emerging out of, in a sense. So, Aren't we all? I mean, yeah. 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 I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> even now, like, I'm still adjusting. I, I was telling you I've been working full time now, but even then, the holidays are still a blur. I don't know I don't know if that's, this is a result of the pandemic or it's just a result of growing up. Mm. Or it's like you, you don't know or you don't realize, oh, wait, Thanksgiving is already around the corner, for example. I didn't realize it until uh, or actually, what was it? The first I think back in May when Vic- the Victoria Day holiday, I completely forgot there was a Victoria Day. <laughs> and I was about to go into work and I'm like, wait a minute, where is everything? <laughs> well, thankfully it was working from home. I wasn't in person. I was logging in and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, it's a holiday. <laughs> quickly, quickly flipped the lid on my laptop and said, all right, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Has, ha- have, you, have you been having that experience where it's like days are a blur almost or have you sort of been able to keep your days kind of unique in a sense? Yeah, I mean, I think... For me, I've definitely experienced, I think what we all have experienced, kind of that period of time where you're just like, I don't know when this is going to change. I'm just going to keep living the same day over and over again, like you so eloquently put it. And um, it's true. I've, I've definitely experienced that as well. And I think I think that there's something very interesting about Uh, the pandemic and about everything that we've all kind of collectively been through as people. And I noticed that, um, I noticed this specifically when I started playing shows again this summer. Um, I just noticed that like, we all now have something in common. And I feel like maybe before we all went through this, like we all have things in common, but we didn't really recognize it before. Right? Like we all have our own individual lives. And like, as a musician, you know, you try to find... Um, you try to find like your personal take on the world and your experiences that other people can relate to. But I feel like there's something really particular about what we've all been through is that, you know, we all have different perspectives and we all have different experiences, but we've all gone through the same messed up period of time that feels like an alternate reality. And we all, you know, can kind of relate on some level. So I actually find it very interesting because I find you know, and like you said, like maybe it's just growing up. <laughs> maybe it's just that I'm older now than I was before, but I just find like there's so much there's so much to relate with people on, which is, you know, obviously it's been devastating in so many ways. Um, you know, and I don't I don't want to minimize that at all, but I do think there's kind of an opportunity for connection in a very different and new way, maybe deeper way oh, yeah. than there was before. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting to me as a musician. Um, just sort of like emerging from from the sleep, as it were, with everyone else, just to see how are we going to connect together. Yeah, it almost feels like it's a new conversation starter. You know, it's, it's going to be part of one of those things where, where you try to make conversation with people and whether you're saying, oh, it's a lovely day outside or it's a terrible, you know, yeah. instead of just weather. Now I can say, um, gee, I, I'm still trying to come out of this pandemic. And then all of a sudden people might start, they might have an, an instant relation and say, oh, yeah, you know, I kind of felt this too. And then from there, the conversation rolls. Exactly. So. 
definitely another piece of, uh, I guess, conversation material for sure. But <laughs> interestingly, the release of the album is kind of not through the thick of the pandemic. Yeah. And I feel like that might have been a very different, I, I guess the circumstance would have been different if you had released it then mm. or sooner versus having released it, I guess, around when you did it now. What would you think? Yeah, I, I think so for sure. I mean, the uh, of course, the pandemic would have played like a large part in releases. I think a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of artists and creative people can really understand that um, because, you know, everyone's at home. It's, it's a very different like reality. And, and, and I think that there's also a certain level of sensitivity that's important, um, at least for me to the fact that people are going through stuff. So there's a, there's a balance to be struck there of like, you know, creativity and art um, bringing joy in times of like difficulty, but also the fact that, you know, this album was about a very kind of specific, specific period of my life. And I want to reference um, Billie Eilish actually had this, this really cool um, interview. And I believe it was the interview she did with Vanity Fair, um, where she has the same interview every year. And I bring it up. Yeah. Uh I think a lot of us have seen it. And I bring it up Uh because she, um, in one of those interviews, she said something that really stuck out to me. And she said, nothing will beat the ego of 2019. And it's so (laughs) true. It's just like, we all just, like, what is that? We all just thought, you know, like, this is the peak. And for me, that was a period of time where, you know, I had started playing, um, like I had been playing live shows at coffee shops for a long, long time. I had played, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of shows at Starbucks coffee locations when I was their featured artist. I had, you know, 2019, the summer of 2019 was the first time I toured across Ontario and people started to come out to shows. Um, and it like, I feel like the snowball was really starting to roll down the hill. So then it was like, I feel like 2020 was like an emotional setback for a lot of us and obviously professional setback for a lot of people. So it's interesting because, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, when is the appropriate time to put out this music? um, It was not, you know, a straightforward thing to figure out, but I think that the timing is right. And I think that things happen for a reason. And, you know, I, I feel very grateful for all of the people who had pre-ordered the album, like at a show or, you know, supported me at some point along the way. And uh, we're, you know, so excited to to finally get it in their in their email because we did a exclusive um, email download release um, for that group of people. So, yeah, it's it's been a journey <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. I, I was going to say I should have brought the T-shirt I got the recording studio yes. because that was part of it because I remember I remember what uh, attending. It was a was it a 2018 show as well? The, I, and I remember I so. the exact I remember the exact uh, coffee shop, the exact. So it was the Starbucks tour that I that I first met you. Amazing. Uh, I think it was one of the um, the ones off the Danforth somewhere, if I remember the right one correctly. But um, yeah, that that I remember. But um, what I was going to ask was, were there any thoughts about having released the album sooner? Mm. Did the pandemic play any part into the timing of the release? Kind of on the same vein of that question about. Um, your thoughts on the release but were there thoughts like back in 2019 or sooner or whatever the time was when you're thinking this might be a good time or I want to get it at, at this time or something like that yeah for sure I mean I definitely think we would have put it out sooner if it wasn't for the pandemic I think that's absolutely <laughs> the case I think a lot of artists can you know relate to that like putting kind of putting off releases and especially when you're working with other people um, you know there's sort of plans in place and strategy that is a part of releases that sort of you know 
the the best way to get the most eyes and the most ears open and paying attention to what you're doing. So that was absolutely um, part of the decision. And, um, you know, but again, it's like, it's so interesting, like looking back now, it's like, you know, things did not unfold in 2020 the way we all thought they would. So do I have any regrets about the way that this all came to be? I don't. I don't because I think there's a lot that I've been able to learn here. I think there's a lot we've all been able to learn. So yeah, I'm just kind of excited it's out. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What then, I guess, in, in continuing with that, mm-hmm. um, would would you say that the pandemic, in a sense, has brought you to you mm-hmm. or to the album, given that extra period of time now, instead of having released it sooner? Was there anything you think you really gained out of it? For me, I think it's nostalgia. And I think nostalgia is something very powerful that you know, with TikTok being the way it is and with the internet being the way it is and with Gen Z being the way they are, (laughs) um, I think it's actually quite amazing to see um, some of the nostalgic takes on different times in recent history and this kind of view of the way things were. Um, You know, it's really funny because I see people wearing like uh, wide-legged pants and stuff and I'm like no don't bring it back like <laughs> that was so bad when I was a teenager but like you know they're doing it much better than we ever did um you know so <laughs> but yeah don't look at me uh. yeah exactly like I don't I don't have that figured out but um <laughs> anyway I think there's a lot that the generations can all learn from each other but in any case mm-hmm. I, I think that for me at least now and hopefully for my fans and the people who have you know come with me along this journey I think there's a certain level of youth, youthfulness to the album because of when it was recorded. Because I feel like we've all sort of grown, again, we've all kind of grown through the last few years. And I, I know I definitely have. Um, and I think there's that nostalgia because that was a really, honestly, like idyllic, beautiful time of my life before everything you know, change and not necessarily change for the worse. Obviously the pandemic's for the worse, but like in my life, things didn't necessarily change for the worse. They just very much changed. There's like a marked change in, um, in, I guess not direction, but I don't know. It, it kind of feels like we fell into a different universe or we, we fell into like the spider verse or something. <laughs> so, so some one of those other multiverses or something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like sort of a, it's like the reasons for what I'm doing, um, have evolved since then so so yeah i think i think that the the pandemic has really again it's it's given us a reason to connect because we've all been through the same thing we're all i think a lot of us are probably you know have had a hard time with the division that's gone on um you know i won't really comment on that i think i think we've all kind of been through it but um but i think that there's a lot that we can connect on i think there's a lot that we can all relate to each other on um and yeah, I think this album is really, for me, it's like the story and the summary of the past six years of my life. It, it sort of, I think, very well sums up and kind of gives people a window into what my experience has been um, over the past six years. Yeah, well, sort of like almost, I, I, I kind of kind of like a time capsule, but probably could look look at it, say, 50-some years down the road mm-hmm. and then sort of think this is Christy back in 2018 or 2017 or whatever exactly. it is. Just kind of, I guess, be able to relive that 
through the music in the album. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what I, I I realized actually how much you had been able to share during those tours of the album, just in an acoustic form when you performed the tours, because I listened to it and I'm like, I recognize some of these. And to me, it was kind of it was uh, the memories are flooding back. Amazing. This, that, that the coffee tour, like the one I said I went to. I think there might have been two actually. I'm now that I'm thinking that my memory's being jogged, but. Yeah, like this, the, there were some there were some melodic lines or some lyrical lines that I was going. This sounds extremely familiar, and then I started <laughs> trying to remember or just to just to visualize myself back in those coffee shop tours, and and then I was like, yes, that's what it was. So she was actually already kind of sharing the album with us in a sense. Exactly. And of course, things like like Kiss Me Like You Mean It and Prisoner mm-hmm. were the two big ones I think that had videos. And actually, when I listened back to our first interview, those ones we talked about extensively. Yes, we did. So yeah. yes, certainly. And I think you even had performed Prisoner acoustically in the studio too, which is kind of nice. And still to this day, that is the only acoustic performance I've had on the show. Wow. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Most cases, well, because the pandemic's been a big factor, I never actually had anybody else to do it. So it was mostly just online because I said, well, what are, what are, what are, what's the quality going to sound like for, uh, for something being performed, you know, streamed over web? for, for yeah. a, uh, an acoustic performance. I said, well, you know what? The conversation will do. But back to your album, though, we I think we'll get to the other songs because I know that mm-hmm. um, uh, we, you, we've seen a lot of those two singles, Prisoner, Kiss Me Like You Mean It, but how would you describe sort of, I guess, the rest of the album alongside it sort of being, a, I, I guess for you, uh, kind of a summary of your journey over the past mm-hmm. six years, as you put it. Is there anything else, you, any other way you want to describe it or... Yeah. I have so much to say about this. <laughs> so I'm so glad you're asking me because, um, you know, this album was kind of, um, how do I explain this? It, it was like, so I went to recording school in Toronto when I was 19. Um, I moved to Toronto. Mm-hmm. I went to recording school. I learned a whole bunch of stuff. Then I got an internship at Oak Recording Studio, which was the coolest thing ever because then I could actually learn how to uh, engineer music, how to produce music from the back end and learn how to, you know, uh, cut vocals and tune them and edit guitars and drums and put all the things together. So, um, at the end of my internship, it was Damon DeSeggio who, um, owns Oak Recording Studio who was like, Hey, we should make a song. And that's when we made Kiss Me Like You Mean It. Um, and his idea was basically like, we should, uh, work on a full project from beginning to end, like a full song so that you can see how the production process works as a whole, as opposed to just working on bits and pieces of different projects. Um, so that was like such an amazing experience because I did so much of the work myself on that. I tuned my own vocals, which is like, a really challenging, you know, and sometimes heartbreaking things to do because you're listening so closely to like all the flaws in your in your vocal, but you're trying to be objective, right? I, you know, um, I didn't play the drums, but I cut them up and edited them. You know, I uh, played piano on it. I I spent two weeks in like seriously, I kid you not, two weeks in the studio trying to play <laughs> tambourine and shaker because I was so like inconsistent in my playing and now I'm really good (laughs) like I got really good because I had to practice and you know so yeah yeah so it was it was such a cool experience so then um once we made kiss me like you mean it that's when Damon was like okay we should get serious like let's make an album because this is you know I think this is going really well so it was Damon and Oak Recording Studio who kind of made this album possible um because Damon 
who made Kiss Me Like You Mean It with me, he also um, hired his, well, you know, like included his other producer, Gord, Gord Richards, uh, who is an amazing, amazing, super talented producer, um, into the project and basically paid Gord to work with me um, to kind of flesh out the songs, um, to help me sort of with some of the arrangements, some of the songwriting. Gord is an amazing songwriter. So it was all, it was like, for the most part, ideas that I came in with already. But then Gord was like, okay, let's move this here. Let's let's move this chorus here. Let's replace these verses. Let's do this. We were kind of working together on that. And so the process of making a lot of these songs um, was really, for me, the first time that I had ever been in a recording studio to make fully produced pop songs and that was a very different experience from anything I had ever done before because it's you know anyone who's ever worked in pop or made you know fully produced songs or gone to the studio knows it's it's a really long tedious process and it can be like I I think it can be really thankless sometimes for producers and engineers because they, you know, work so hard on these on these songs. And uh, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, long days of 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 work. So. So, yeah, for me, I think, you know, there's a couple songs that kind of stand out for me um, and I have memories of like my phone is one that. Uh, if you listen really, really closely to the recording on certain headphones or depending on your speakers, you can actually hear like a phone buzzing in the song, Yes, uh-huh. which was Gord's uh-huh. idea. He was like, why don't we record my phone buzzing? Like you call my phone and then I'll put a microphone on it and then we'll incorporate oh. it in the song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So like that was super That's fun. Effect here because mm-hmm. I, and that's why when I first listened to it, if you don't mind me interjecting, yeah, of briefly, course, go for it. I listened and I'm going, is my phone vibrating at the same pace as this song? And I said, that is a rarity. I said, my timing must be impeccable to be starting this. And then when I, when I listened to like the chord change, I said, gee, wait a minute. I I don't think my, my, I don't think my vibration could change keys too, or something like that, whatever it is, but that's really cool. That's why I was like, that's a really, that's an interesting effect to throw in there. It's kind of funny because even like being in the room while it was being recorded, I still do that whenever I listen to it. I'm like, is my phone going (laughs) out? And I'm like, we're going to trick Everybody, pockets, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're gonna trick everybody into thinking that their phone is going off, and they're like, "I'm going crazy!" Oh, like, I don't perfect. have a notification. <laughs> so, anyway, just super funny because the whole point of that yeah, song yeah, is, yeah. you know, the whole point of that song is like you're so, um, you're so like present to the person in front of you that you know they're making you forget to check your phone. That's kind of the whole idea. So that one was super fun to make. Um, you know, your loss was pretty cool to make. There were some really fun harmonies and some like challenging kind of vocal bits that um I got to throw in there, which is super fun. And um, you know, but I also really loved making the acoustic versions because we made a um piano version of Kiss Me Like You Mean It. And that's actually how I originally wrote the song was on piano and like the slowed down version. Uh So you can see the progression if you listen to Kiss Me Like You Mean It piano version. uh, You can see the progression from that um, actually into like the fully produced pop single and how different they are. And it'll give you, yeah, it'll give people a bit of an idea of like how pop is made, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Like you start with the song. And then you kind of uh, bring it through. So anyway, um, yeah, it's just been like, it was such an amazing experience to go through that, to work with Gord Richards, to have Damon DeSeggio, you know, back me at Oak. Um, You know, it it was just so much fun and learning to 
tour and play shows and put all those things together. You know, I had so much help and support from Oak Recording Studio. I I learned like everything I know from Damon to Seggio and um I just like you know can't stop talking about it because it's just uh, I feel really grateful for that for my experiences Mm -hmm. there so anyway that's a really long answer but basically (laughs) oh don't don't worry about I mean it's it just comes to show how much happens within even like six years or whatever amount of time it would have been if we subtract the pandemic Mm. just all the learning and all the development that has gone behind the album and uh, yeah. adding in the acoustic tracks was definitely an interesting. Uh, it was a, it was actually a really nice touch because mm. the piano version of "Kiss Me Like You Mean It to Me" kind of almost gave the song a, a whole different feeling. Also, because I know that being on the tour, and I guess for fans that were able to visit you all through any of your coffee tours, yeah. I'm sure you would have had a guitar acoustic version of "Kiss Me Like You Mean It," yes. which also has it's kind of in its own way. It's it's kind of a uh, its own rendition gives off a different sort of feeling as well compared mm-hmm. to the full studio produced tracks. So I guess kind of seeing all the different ways in which you could have performed the music aside from the album. So for me, it was like I heard most of these songs acoustically. I was now ex- excited and set up to see how they're going to sound like in the album. Mm. So it was sort of an interesting uh, premise when you set up all these songs in the tour. So I really do appreciate that. And I really do like the end result myself as well. Really enjoyed it. Thank so, you so much. Thank you. The album. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I remember when you were on tour as well, you did have... Uh, there was an EP, I think, that we had available as well, which was something that you had earlier on, uh, which was called Left yes. as well. And <laughs> Did that, was that process also, uh, was that a, a more of a, a process of your own or was that something also released with Oak or um, how would you compare, I guess, the work you did with Right compared to the stuff you did with Left? Oh my goodness, that's such a great question. So Left was basically a live off the floor vocal and piano record that I made mm-hmm. in school Um, kind of at the, well, not exactly in school, but at the end of school. Because when I was going to recording school, we had keys to the recording studio, which was amazing. And then, (laughs) you know, eventually we had to give them back after our program. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, so we were in the last two weeks of kind of having access um, after our exams and everything were done. And I kind of turned to a couple of my friends and I was like, can you, can you help me (laughs) like record this? Um, So... Yeah, I think it was I think it was my my old friend Joey Assad and uh, my friend Mike Lee, who goes by Mike Stin. He's an amazing, uh, amazing producer as well and and has really gone off and done so many things since we were in college together. Um, But he mixed it and put it together. And then actually, it's interesting because it was it was uh, I started my internship with Oak very, very soon after making that EP. And so Damon was the one who mastered it for for me. And he was kind of like, hey, you know, you made this EP. Why don't I just master it for you? And I can kind of show you how we do that. So that was amazing. And then um, a a dear friend, Janessa, who uh, I grew up with, she had actually taken the picture that's on the front of left. And then, you know, Damon helped me kind of put it together into... uh, the album cover format that it is now. So I definitely had a lot of help, but that was very much, um, you know, very acoustic again, just like piano and vocals, simple, not complicated, you know, a couple of songs that I had made over the years. And, and, uh, but you know, the, the title for left was kind of a bit of inspiration into the title for right. Um, so you'll notice they kind of 
pair well together. <laughs> yeah, and that would figure why they complement each other so well. It's like sort of left is the lead into, I guess, all the work you do on rights. Like left is sort of a mm. preview of your music, maybe if you want to consider that. And then rights, sort of like this is the full release. This is like the the, the grand. I, I wouldn't call it a finale because obviously it's sort of <laughs> like like I, I don't I don't want to make it sound like Christie's going to start entering retirement so soon from music. And I'm like I, I don't I don't want to make it sound like that. It's like um, it's like periods of it's like age. I think it's like. It's like sure, periods of okay. your life. So I feel like for uh-huh. me, left was, um, you know, it was like the the end of my teens, right? So I was 19 when I mm-hmm. made it. So it sort of was summing up like my adolescence. And then this this album, right, I feel like is a lot to do with my young adulthood, which I would say I'm still in. <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so I, w- I would see it more as like, um, you know, eras, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little, 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 I guess going back to the idea of little time capsules of maybe what your life was like or what you might have been thinking, your themes through your songwriting or even just like bits of, bits of, I guess, snapshots of your life during those periods of time. Totally. So I'm sure that let's say like if you were to go on tour and uh, perform some of the songs from Left, mm-hmm. for example, or something like that, but now in a much, I guess, a few years later, it's like, I guess, seeing the, uh, the maturity of how you've developed also as a singer songwriter too. Like I know um, I'm, I'm just, I'm cause like, like I'm visualizing, let's say if, if, if I were to, if you were to do that, that Starbucks coffee tour, mm-hmm. even just the general coffee tours from a few years ago and do them up again, sort of now just imagining how, not that the sound would change, but it almost would have developed or grown in a sense, sort of like, let's say if, if, if you were, if you had performed um, what would, what would you say, whether it's out of, um, right or left would have been one of the earliest songs that you had written um that's a great question too i think i think that all the songs on left would have been prior to the songs on right that being said though um this is hilarious when i first wrote prisoner i was like Honestly, I think originally I was like 13 or 14, the original version of the song, not the song that you would hear on the album, um, but the original version. So so uh, when we went to uh, kind of go through my song ideas when I was, you know, in the studio with Gord, we were like, okay, what are we going to make? What do we need to change? What you know, what ideas do I even have so far, you know, up until this point? um, I brought out Prisoner and I was like, this song is is like very old, like I made it a number of years ago. I don't know if it's even good, um, but you know, like here it is <laughs> basically like here, <laughs> here it is in all its glory. Um, yeah. And Gord was like, Oh, you know, the chorus hook is actually really interesting. I think the, the hook is there, but maybe we should, you know, drop the verses and kind of create something new. So we made the verses kind of in a day in the studio. So it's interesting because, you know, left, I would say, is uh it's sort of like my work as a teen like I was already songwriting from a very young age but um some of the songs on right are taking some of those songs and elevating them and then there's some new stuff as well so mm. yeah it's kind of kind of a mix I would say okay mm-hmm. yeah so but but they all sort of again they come from that that age of they must have started maybe in your early teens or a song that came to you and you wanted to complete it or write it or something and sort of almost reimagined in a sense with this this new album as well right so yeah like i'm just Some i'm them, also yeah. kind of visualizing would you ever 
imagine yourself taking, let's say, the original version of Prisoner, let's say, <laughs> and sharing it with some, like sharing it on a tour or on a performance. Say, here's how it originally sounded like. You're like, just how much it's developed from that since. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's a very interesting idea. I feel like I should maybe revisit that for a show idea. I think that would be it would be pretty interesting to do a show <laughs> just off the top of my head where it was like the storytelling. Like the storytelling at the same time of of the songs and how they came to be the way they are now. So um, yeah, let me let me write down that idea and like if I if I use it in the future, I'll credit you. <laughs> oh well, okay. <laughs> the thought just came to me. I was like, you know, it'd be interesting because I know that this is sort of a uh, a lifelong journey in a sense because of how much of your life given young adulthood mm. that music has spanned and this music has spanned so probably being able to i guess connect back and taking that nostalgia trip back to the early songs like i'm sure that if if you ever listened to the earliest stuff you'd written um how would you look back at it and say would you sort of shake your head and go oh, did i really write this or something <laughs> or? um i think that as creatives we all have this tendency to critique our early work and to kind of you know, snobbily put our noses in the air and be like, that was bad or whatever, or judge ourselves. But I actually, um, you know, I kind of look at younger me now with different eyes. I see myself as, you know, the precocious 10 year old who was really, you know, lucky enough to be supported by the community. You know, I grew up playing in church and I had the opportunity to play live in front of people every Sunday. That was something that was a part of my family. Um, you know, culture growing up. And, um, yeah, I just kind of see someone who, um, had so many things that she felt and had so many, um, you know, deep emotions that she didn't really know how to express. And so music was a way for me to express those things and get them out. And, you know, I'm proud of younger me. I'm, I'm proud of the music that I made at the time. I, you know, I'm really grateful for all the experiences I've had up until now, um, all of the growth that's happened. You know, I think people, people kind of sometimes feel like when you get to your twenties or you get to your mid twenties, you know, especially creatively people start to, you know, kind of have this idea, like you get to a certain point and then you're kind of like over the hill, which is hilarious because it's like, (laughs) I'm 26. Like I'm not that old, like whatever. Um, but you know, I really don't feel that way. Like I feel just like so grateful for the evolution and so like excited to share some of my ideas that I'm writing now, you know, cause I, I feel like I've, really evolved and grown as a person, just like we all do. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm gathering wisdom and, and, you know, I, I want to hear wisdom from other people as well. So, so yeah, I I think I look back at it fondly. I wish I was as nice to myself in the same way. Cause, uh, but, but for me, not so much as a kid, but it's funny because I look back at even the first interview that we did. Mm. And even though it was just four years ago, it's crazy how much has happened in between those four years, everything I look back to in my first years, because that was one of the first years for me at, at this radio station. So everything from 2016 to 2018 was all material when I was just getting started testing the waters and kind of seeing how things were like. I could I could never listen to one of those without either laughing my head off or shaking my head just because of how strange I sounded in a lot of them. <laughs> Even the interview that we had, actually, it's, it's almost like it's funny because I, I sense a bit of... Now, I wouldn't say youthfulness because we're still fairly youthful, but yeah. sort of there's a different kind of 
energy that we brought to the interview during that time, I think. Yeah. It's just this, this, I was, I was probably speaking about five times as fast as I am now, for example. Mm, <laughs> Stuff like absolutely. That. But seeing that evolution almost over four years, then it's crazy to think about it now. I, but again, I, I still appreciate f- me from four years ago for taking that effort and obviously being able to do and reaching out to you, of course, because otherwise uh, I think this interview would have been a very different one. And, uh, um, if not for that initial interaction. So, uh, it, it is, uh, but I, but I think I like that perspective just because it kind of helps me remind me that, yeah, you know, we, 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 are, we start somewhere and mm-hmm. we develop and we grow and we gain wisdom as you said too. Right. So for sure, you know, and we need to be kind to ourselves. I think that's one of the yes. main things. One of my main takeaways from the last couple of years is that I need to be kinder to myself. I think that's such a hard thing to do, especially when, you know, if you're used to critiquing yourself, if you're used to, you know, wanting to improve and wanting to grow, which is a really positive thing. Um, but then also if you look at something and you're like, Hey, objectively, I could have done this better. You start picking yourself apart. And I think, you know, it's, it's really important if you want to put creative works out into the world. And if you want to, you know, speak into people's hearts and minds and, and realities with your art and you want to connect with people, you know, you have to be kind to yourself because you can't really be kind to other people and have empathy for them unless you have empathy for yourself because none of us are perfect. We're all figuring it out. None of us know what the heck we're doing. We're just, you know, figuring it out as we go along. And yeah, I just think, you know, I'm really, I really stand by that these days. I think it's really important to be kind to ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So especially given all the time that we have to ourselves, have had to ourselves, where probably some people may have been getting into that really pensive state of like, well, what am I doing? And, and sort of, they sort of been, have been really reflecting just because of all the time they've been taking off and uh, just just thinking about, well, what am I doing? Or is there any point in doing this? And so it's sort of just that uh, that continuous process. And the time you spend alone, I, I, I find that you tend to start getting, there's no one else to really uh, interact with. So you interact mm. with yourself in the sense of thinking. And then maybe if you look back at stuff, critiquing yourself all the more. So being very hard on yourself with that, just, just because there's nowhere else you can lay that, uh, whether it's frustration, if it's something like, you, I don't like this, uh, this uh, uh, take or this um, draft or anything that I did. Mm-hmm. And then just really taking all your anger out on it or something like that. So definitely. Yeah. And uh, I know that, I, I'm sure that you may have experienced uh, some, uh, I mean, you had great times on all the tours you did, even like this past summer one, which I'm sure must have been pretty good as well, must have been very enjoyable. But out of all the touring you did leading up to the release of this album, were there anything that that, that came up maybe as a potential challenge while you were touring? Or- I think that this summer was very challenging for me in a lot of different ways getting back out there because I hadn't played a live show since, um, the very end of 2019. I had, you know, the early part of 2020 for me was about planning and kind of getting, um, getting my plans and strategy in order to, you know, have a 2020 rollout. And we had all these ideas and stuff, you know, so the last, yeah, the last time I actually played live was the very end of 2019. And so going into this summer shows, um, you know, I was very, very aware of COVID even this summer. Um, And just, I just have, I think I've been like really scared personally because of my voice, because my voice is so much of what I do with my time, you know, Um, so much of what I care about and uh, something that I've always kind of uh, been lucky enough to be able to define myself by. So... Mm -hmm. 
I think going into this summer, I was really concerned because I wanted to keep myself safe. I also wanted to keep other people safe. I wanted to make sure that whatever I was doing lined up ethically with my values um, because I would never want to put anyone else in harm's way just so that I could feel the benefit of myself playing a live show. It's just for me, it's not worth it. So which is why I waited so long. Um, So this summer, um, you know, I was like, okay, I think I think it's time to start kind of getting out of my shell a little bit more. Um, I think it's time to try to connect with people. So it's it's kind of funny. I mean, if you um, if you look on my Instagram, you go to at Christy Hagerman. It's K R I S T Y H A G E R M A N um, at Christy Hagerman on Instagram. You can see um, one of my highlights, which shows some of some stuff from my summer tour. And I actually figured out how to put up a plastic barricade between myself and the audience. So everywhere you see me, I'm outside Mm -hmm. and I have a plastic barricade, which was sort of my (laughs) way of being like, okay, how can I feel good about this? How can I feel safe about this? Um, Even though I'm really nervous, you know? So, so it was good. I, I feel like it was, again, a very different experience from what I've had in the past, because in the past, it's just kind of everything's carefree, you know, and then this summer, it was kind of like, okay, there's a lot to be aware of. And, um, you know, you want to make sure that people feel comfortable and that they can connect with you. But you also want to make sure that everyone is having a safe and happy time, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was it was good. I feel like I learned a few things. Um, I, you know, carried around these huge heavy bags of rice to like help keep my (laughs) contraption afloat um, and help it stay up in the wind. I, I, you know, sort of sort of figured it out with my uh, my live sound PA system. And I did all the shows this summer on my own. So that was definitely challenging as well Ah. Um, because I was, you know, Uh going out there in a car, you know, to whatever amazing Ontario town I was playing at, um, Mm. or playing in. And then, you know, I'd do my setup and, and my setup took quite a bit longer because of my like COVID shield and, and stuff like that. So, so I would say the challenge was just like the sheer amount of like time it took to sort of plan how to do this well and then to, to carry it through. Um, but again, like, I think, I think just like all of us, we sort of have to you know, we're all finding our way forward. And I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do that. I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for some of the people that I met this summer, some of the connections that I made. Um, again, I, I feel like there was something really different in the air. It's like once I got in the car and strapped myself in and brought all my stuff and set it all up and whatever. And I was like, okay, like I can breathe for a second. Uh, as soon as I kind of got over that and I was there in front of people again, I was like, there's so much joy here. There's so much connection here. And uh, yeah, I'm like so incredibly grateful and, you know, just really blown away by how how much even like improved the experience was from the past. And I, you know, I've had so many great experiences in the past touring, but this summer was just, again, there was just something about it. Like people can connect with each other on a level that maybe they haven't before, or at least maybe I haven't been able to facilitate before. I think that's something that has grown over time. And as an artist, you know, it's not, it's not me, me, me. It's like, it's a, it's a service industry. Like I consider uh, performing to be a service industry. You're, you're providing an environment where people can feel seen and where people can feel like they're less alone. So it was really great because I feel like, um, I feel like I was, I am getting to the point of being able to do that a little bit better a little bit you know more 
uh, seamlessly. And, and I feel like I really got so much amazing energy and, and support back um, in yeah. return from all those people that I met this summer. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And plus, again, with people probably coming out from what would say is sort of the height of the the initial days of the pandemic they're exactly. probably like i want to get out and see shows there's that yeah. energy maybe too right so that kind of helped i guess add to the experience because you've got you've got yes. this warm reception of people they're like i i want to see a live show i want to see get out there and be able to do this again mm-hmm. so that must have been a real nice treat to have over the summer tour uh and i guess taking this experience forward i know this 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 is not obviously not the end and i'm never hinting the end of christy Hagerman here but <laughs> I don't want to be your demise when this goes on the air, you know, or something, but oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, but the question leading into was, uh, what, what, what will we see you up to maybe, or what is, uh, what are some plans that you've got coming up? Let me put it this way. It's like death and rebirth. I think that the time period that has gone by and everything that has led up to write that period of my life feels like it's closed. It feels like it's, or at least closing right now. It feels like it's wrapping up. It feels like some of the loose ends are being tied. You know, it it feels like, you know, again, very exciting to be able to send this album to people who have never heard it before. Um, Very exciting to be able to kind of uh, fulfill my promise to all of those people who supported me. And I, you know, said one day you'll get an album in your inbox one day, you know, like it feels very good to be able to, fulfill that and, and, you know, keep up my end of the bargain. Um, but I think, I think for me going forward, you know, I'm, I have so many songs. I have so many song ideas that I have written over the course of the, of the pandemic. I feel like I have so many song ideas that are coming out now. Um, so yeah, I mean, moving forward, I have started posting a lot of my day-to-day process, a lot of my day-to-day life on Instagram. So again, if you want to follow me on Instagram to keep up with the story, you can do so at Christy Hagerman. Um, And I'm probably going to, I think my plans are to record my next project independently. So I'm not going to give a date or a time in terms of when that's going to drop. Um, It's sort of a work in progress that I'm pulling together. I do have, I I definitely do have plans to tour in the new year. Um, So I will keep everybody posted on that. Um, But yeah, for now I'm, I'm creating, I'm in creative mode. I'm in uh, strategy mode. I'm in planning mode. Um, And I think in the new year, um, you'll see a lot more from me maybe than you have in the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm excited to put my head down and work. Honestly, I love working on music. I love the effort it takes. I love the long hours in the studio. I love the, uh, too many cups of tea (laughs) for me because I don't drink coffee. Um, I, I love that so much. I love the process and I really feel like I've learned so much up until this point and I really want to take all of the knowledge and all of the, um, information that I've really been given and take some of the energy that I, um, have spent on all of these different projects and kind of now at this point, put it towards my own, ideas, my own project, my own kind of, um, 
Yeah, I, I just want to like hint to the future. There's going to be something. Um, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And I just wanted to say as well, if anyone is interested in hearing right the album that we've been discussing today, um, so it's only been released exclusively to the people who have ordered it at a show um there is a possibility for you to hear it if you have not heard it yet if you are listening to this right now and you have no idea who i am but you're like hey that's you know she sounds interesting and i want to find out more about that um just send me an email at christy at christy and i'll spell it for you k-r-i-s-t-y at k-r-i-s-t-y h-a-g-e-r-m-a-n dot com just send me an email and ask me how to get the album and i will send you um i will send you the information of how you can get it and download it yourself um i just wanted to put that option out there because i know there might be some people who haven't had a chance to get their hands on it yet this album is not available on streaming if it ever is it probably won't be for some time um so if you want to get in on that you're definitely welcome to join me and be a part of my, you know, large group of friends. <laughs> I'd really like to get to know you. And um, yeah, I, I just have to say, I feel like, I feel like the core thing right now is moving forward. I really just want to feel like fully myself from who I am now, which is different than who I was before. And I want everyone that I come in contact with to feel like they can be themselves too. That is like my core message and my core ideology and just what I want moving forward. I want to feel like myself. I want everyone else to feel like themselves. And I want that to be a beautiful and good and encouraged thing. Oh, that's absolutely lovely, Christy. You actually beat me to all the other questions I was going to ask about oh. the album in terms of how to get around to it. So thank you for doing that, which is, which is great, though, because at least it, it leaves time to sort of, uh, I guess, look forward to seeing in the meantime, as mm. you said, you're probably just sharing little bits and pieces of your day to day on Instagram, for example. And so is there anything I, I guess just just as a just as a completely random question to throw in, there's sure. anything you've been loving lately uh, just oh. as part of what you share on the day to day? Like I'd been seeing hints of things like when you mentioned drinks like tea or I mean hot chocolate because now it's like <laughs> it's this, this is um this is like winter season we're starting to get into right so things like that but. I love that you're bringing that up because I am like so drama free as a person I have like zero <laughs> drama I have like nothing like no interesting like beef on the internet with like anyone so I'm like I have to make up my own so I like did this little series about how I have a hot chocolate like addiction and like I hope that's okay to say like I never want anyone who's going through <laughs> real addiction to you know feel minimized or anything like that but I kind of made a joke about like or, or an obs- obsession shall we say yeah that. obsession yes, is maybe a better yes, word we are we're not ill-meaning and Christy yeah. trust me is not an ill-meaning person <laughs> when saying this sorry go ahead, no yeah. no it's all good I just want to be aware of everybody but uh yeah definitely an obsession would be a good word about um hot chocolate because as the weather turns I just look for like the coziest like warm drinks and I just love going for walks outside and drinking hot chocolate or tea with my friends whatever so yeah I kind of I kind of made up this hilarious dramatic thing on Instagram where I was like all these people are saying that like I drink too many hot chocolates and they're accusing me of having more than one in a day and that's like terribly untrue and whatever and and anyway but um you heard it here first I 
definitely had more than one in a day. So loving hot chocolate, <laughs> loving the little, the little joys of life, um, and really loving getting to, you know, reconnect with some people I haven't seen in a while. I think that's a big thing for me. Um, you know, oh, yeah. still being, I think I'm still pretty like on the careful side, um, when it comes to like COVID and people getting sick and stuff. So I'm pretty much just seeing people outside for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's been so nice just walking around with friends, taking long walks and having good catch up chats and, and stuff like that. So I'm just loving that. I'm, I, I'm loving life these days. I, I find a lot of joy in my day to day. I, I've been, you know, really through the pan- pandemic working on practicing gratefulness. So, you know, there's a lot of things to be grateful for, even when everything seems terrible and messy sometimes. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, so I think all of that is, is kind of coming back around and, and feeding into into some of my joy. So anyway, I just want to, I just want to say if anyone's listening to this, like you are cared about, you are seen, you are worthy of love. I'm so glad that you're here. You matter. Um, and you know, if you ever need someone to talk to, or if you ever just feel like I am so bored and whatever, like message me, I would be so happy to chat with you at any point in time. Um, I just really want everyone to feel seen and safe and known. And, you know, a lot of us have been through a a heck of a lot. So yeah, that's, that's my message, I guess. That's what's, that's what's (laughs) making me feel joyful, you know? No, that's absolutely lovely. And, and just being able to share that, I really appreciate that with, with to you listening. And hopefully you can feel the energy that Christy's bringing you and just this, the optimism. And yes, you know, you aren't alone in this. And I mean, as, as monotone as I sound, hey, I'm here with you too. So we're, we're all here. There are people around you to be able to, uh, to, to, to help you get through whatever it is you need to get through. But Hey, right is probably maybe one of the things too. Listening to this album could be another potential route in which you can get yourself uh, some enjoyment or even just something to be able to listen to. And so uh, that is out again. You can reach Christy out in order to be able to get that album. But uh, Christy, thanks so much. Honestly, for your time it was just an absolute pleasure to chat with you again. Same with you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, you know, I, I look forward to talking to you in the future and staying connected. And that's the conversation that I had with Christy back a little while ago, not too long ago. And I hope you enjoyed that as well as all the content, everything Christy Hagerman that we've been able to share on the show today. Stay tuned for the next episode in which I'll have another special feature, something to help us to continue to celebrate our third anniversary here on the air, or if you want to look at it the other way, the start of the fourth year. Until the next episode, all I can say is that this has been First Up for 93.3 CFMU, broadcasting out of McMaster University in the basement of the Student Center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm currently doing this show from home, but I am doing it nonetheless. And I look forward to catching you once again in our next episode. Take care in the meantime.